This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What was it like on the real world? Made him a website, had a launch party, and then we launched a blue watch for suicide awareness. Mm. And that was all on the real world. So I and my brand and Trevor got integrated into the season organically. Was literally wow. building and launching our brand. And when that aired, we did over a million dollars in sales. <laughs> I never ran an e-com store before. Didn't so I was- know how to track inventory on Magento. Didn't have Shopify. It was like posted on a Google Sheet. Welcome back to the show, guys. I'm your host, Sean Kelly. We are on the Digital Social Hour. Today, I got a great guest for you guys, Trav Lubinsky. How's it going? I'm good, bro. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. It's been a while. What you been up to? Working. Just staying busy. You know, yeah. Focused. Halfway through the year, so I want to finish strong. Yeah. Flex watches, right? Yeah, that's the primary. Nice. Main so, focus. So how did you get in the watch space? Because that's a space where uh, it's competitive, right? Yeah, it's a, definitely a competitive market. Um, we started in 2011. Mm-hmm. And so it was definitely a unique time for direct to consumer. Yeah. And not a lot of people were doing watches online. Right. And it was something unique. And my background was in manufacturing because I was printing t-shirts. Mm-hmm. So at the time I was sourcing products overseas and I personally wanted to create something cool. Um, and then my co-founder actually found a watch that was like interchangeable and rubber. Mm. And he came to me with that idea and was like, can we make something like this? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. One thing led to another and 2011, the trademark flex was available. Um, and the watches are flexible. Mm-hmm. So we came up with the idea. And then, you know, at the time, Livestrong bracelets. I remember those. Were yeah. very popular. Those were popping. And all these other charities started, like, having different colors, silicone bands. Yeah. And I started making them for other charities and doing promo products. But then I was like, dude, what if we did different charities with the watch bands? Yeah. And that's kind of how it was born. Um, so it was each color represented a different charity that we partnered with. Right. So it was a slightly different angle. Um, Wait, so you literally trademarked the word flex? Yeah, <laughs> we have the trademark for the four-letter word flex That's and crazy. jewelry and accessories. Um, wow. Coated metals. and So no one could put flex on like a watch or a ring or anything? Um, a ring could be considered like non-competitive, okay. even though it is jewelry, but it's more in like uh, precious metals and coated. So the way trademarks work is like you actually have to be able to protect it and prove that they're you know, affecting your sales. Okay. So it's it's a big battle to actually protect a trademark, especially with a generic word. Yeah. But the fact that we got the word flex yeah. for watches. Is that itself is a flex. <laughs> now you got the trademark flex. Before, <laughs> before the word flex was synonymous with flexing, yeah. it was just like flexible. And we were like, flexy? And we were oh, like, oh, so just... you didn't even want mean it in the way it, it's used now. No, not at all. I wasn't slaying it. And then eventually we partnered with Tyga and did a collection with him. And it was, yeah. like, it was all like, oh, Tyga flexing his new watch. <laughs> and I was like, this is crazy. How'd you get in touch with him? Uh, through a mutual contact. Nice. Um, that dude's in business. Yeah, he, he does pretty well, man. He's yeah. he's really good at marketing himself. For sure. You know? And it was like the post-Rack City days when we were introduced. Uh, I'm, yeah, I so met his, him. his first come up. Yeah. Because he had like a little revival a few years ago. 
Definitely. Um, early on, like 2013, we partnered. Yeah. Um, or 2014 timeframe. So yeah, that, that was a cool little story. I, I met him in the studio and nice. he was making music, getting back into music and he had a song with Bieber okay called wait for a minute when beaver was a little reckless yeah yeah um and so we just started talking about manufacturing clothing and stuff like that and i started helping him with his clothing line mm. and then we partnered on the watch company and did a last king's collection of watches and it was right around that time frame so we integrated it into the music video with him and beaver wow got like 150 million views that was like YouTube pre like IG, you know that's sick so what would you say your strengths are is it the supply chain side of the business or the marketing so, I mean, originally it was the marketing. And yep. We were just trying to figure out how to make the watches and we couldn't make enough of them, you know, and I couldn't land them. And there was always like logistical errors. But um, my brother actually helped me out a lot with that. And once we started streamlining the process of designing and manufacturing watches, mm -hmm. we started figuring out how to source components better and how to like, you know, ship better on the water versus the air. Yeah. So once we got the logistics down, took took years. <laughs> but now we actually make watches for other people because we have that process down we produce nice. for like wwe and you know large companies that need custom watches so yeah you've been able to work with the biggest brands like wwe star wars you got some advice from damon john on the licensing side right yeah um you know right after i started working with tiger like around the same time frame damon and i were working on a watch together called mm -hmm. the mogul watch and he wore it on shark tank wow so like very early on i was on set of shark tank that's crazy putting watches on damon john that said mogul and like we didn't really fully understand how that would play out mm -hmm. but i got into licensing and he showed me how that worked he introduced me to shout out to today's sponsor hellofresh hellofresh makes whipping up home cooked meals super easy they got 15 minute meals that's less time than it takes to get delivery everything's pre-portioned delivered straight to your door every week for me it's a no-brainer personally we all know it also takes the hassle out of meal time and it can also save you money HelloFresh is 25% less expensive than takeout on average. I used to order takeout all the time. HelloFresh has been awesome for saving money in that way. Uh, you get a home cooked meal on the table, more money back in your pocket, makes cooking easy. Personally, I used to suck at cooking and HelloFresh, I can actually pull off some pretty decent meals because they got step-by-step -step pictured instructions. So it makes my life easy. It'll probably make yours easy as well. If you want America's number one meal kit, go to hellofresh.com slash DSH free for free breakfast for life. That's code DSH free for free breakfast for life. One free breakfast item per box while your subscription is active. Guys, that's free breakfast for life. Hellofresh.com slash DSH free. Link will be in the description. Don't forget to use code DSH free. WWE and hot topics. So wow. I started learning and so eventually when I was working with Marcus Limonis, mm -hmm. I had the opportunity to like approach Disney for Star Wars because they bought Lucasfilms yeah. um, and like Universal with Minion. So those were slightly different than manufacturing like white label watches. Yeah. Those were us marketing. So it's kind of like we took our ability to design and manufacture unique watches mm -hmm. for say Star Wars, but then we marketed it in the launch of a Star Wars film or for wow. like, you know may the fourth be with you we would have different collections right um and so that that was fun and it was a really cool way for me to build the brand yeah <laughs> people are Dude. like whoa i saw a minions flex watch I'm like yeah that's so cool because those are legendary brands that people are passionate about so to be able to work with iconic ip like that is insane yeah i think licensing like a lot of people don't understand it um there's like the licensor and the licensee but like i would license it from these large companies and what you do is you pay a royalty. There's right. a there's a fixed amount that you have to pay up front. Okay. But once you hit that royalty, it's just a percentage of sales, mm. and you typically can hit that. You just have to take a little calculated risk. Yeah. You know. 
Um, yeah, I dealt with this with, ironically, colleges are all owned by this one company. Did you know that? Licensing? Yeah. yeah, so like you got to pay them like, like percent of all your sales and stuff. And then like activation upfront right. to use the fee. Yeah. So it's just like that, but they're the biggest brands in the world, so they can charge yeah. the most. Yeah. But so it's cool. What was it like going on The Profit? That's one of my favorite shows of all time. Marcus is, you know, he's yeah. an OG. Marcus is an OG, man. I, that was a really cool experience for me. Yeah. I was at a tough point in my life. Um, I had credit card debt. My company wasn't doing so well mm. right around the time that the algorithms came on. Uh, things started changing for us. Mm -hmm. You can't just post on Facebook and Instagram anymore and make thousands of dollars. So right. how to start finding other ways to drive traffic. And um, that was a really cool opportunity just to learn. Mm -hmm. So we went on the show in 2016. Then Trevor and I, my co-founder, we sold the company to him. And mm -hmm. I stayed on the show to help other entrepreneurs kind of go through what I was going through, not just in business, but like mentally. Right. Um, and it really helped me being around, you know, proximity of being around a billionaire helps you a lot. Yeah. Um, and through building that relationship with him and becoming friends with him, I just saw how he was and dude would like text me like three in the morning. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Yeah. But you know, it's like six in the morning for his time. Um, and I used to wake up at like 9 a.m. Yeah. And I was like, this guy's up early. And I just started learning and I started seeing like, he's always sober. He's right. always in control of the room. When he walks in, he's got frame control. Right. And so like just seeing that naturally and just getting like that emotional intelligence. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at sax.com. Legends from him helped a lot. And it kind of got me on a different path to like helping entrepreneurs and like taking care of myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now you get up at 5 a.m., right? And you work yeah. out, you're crazy, yeah. bro. I, did the same thing. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it, it all started with, I was really stressed, you know, around that time going on the show. Mm -hmm. And I was a little overweight. I was like, put on like 50 pounds because I was just eating all the time and stressed out. Right. Um, so first I stopped drinking. I stopped going to the nightclubs and started chilling at home and started working on myself. Mm -hmm. And then I started waking up earlier and earlier and going to the gym. And it's like those two things hand in hand basically started helping me a lot to the point where like it built confidence. It started help, helping me mentally mm -hmm. and then financially it started wow. like really changing things for me. And you still do that to this day? Yeah, I was up at 5 a.m. before I jumped on the plane today. Bruh. So you literally worked out and then hopped on a flight? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Dude. I feel so different when I don't now because it's like this is part of my routine. Yeah. You know, um, it's all mental, bro. It's yeah. It's like getting ready for the day to crush it for me. So like when I'm able to be up, see the sunrise, work out, hear the birds mm. chirping, hear the animals, and then like then the neighbors start coming out. Right. Then you start hearing the, the cars and it's just like it's a different experience. And for me, between like say 5 and 6.30, I work out, mm -hmm. go whatever, running, swimming. But after that, I'm ready to go. Mm. Like most people aren't even at their desk ready to go for a couple hours. So yeah. That like deep work that I can put in and get super organized. By the time my first call hits or my daily standups at like 9 a.m., I'm like ready to go. And I don't eat till like noon. So I get like a solid work day in before lunch. Yeah. So you, you, know you fast in the morning. Yeah. I just, it just feel better. I yeah. Like, I do it too. I just don't like eating and being like, once I eat, it takes me like 30 minutes to get back into to work. And then yeah. I just don't feel as sharp. The way I eat? Yeah, for sure. I'd, yeah. I'd be going hard, man. <laughs> you love to eat. Oh, my God. I love to watch you eat. Dude, this wind buffet right next door, like eight plates last time. <laughs>
my record's 13, but I wouldn't recommend that to anyone. That's insane. Yeah. I don't know where it goes. <laughs> I don't either. Bro. I measured I mean, my, my blood test with uh, 10X Health, and they said they've never seen a metabolism that fast. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's pretty> <laughs> like, cool. it's crazy. I burned 3,500 calories a day just, you know. You did the full, like, blood panel yeah. thing? Yeah. And, the, like, the genes and all that? Whole yeah. Thing? So if I don't eat more than 3,500, I'll lose weight. And that's like a good amount of food. Plus, no, I do like sure. basketball and stuff. So I, I actually I was reading something this morning. Zuckerberg eats four thousand calories a day. Wow. Yeah, that's a good amount. I think because he's like training and stuff, but he's also like working all day. Yeah. But he also like mentions that he eat pretty food too, just really? to get calories. I was like, interesting. Like, yeah. You think he'd be on top of like the health stuff? Like the most optimal thing ever. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I just saw an article, but like it was saying yeah. that he ate like McDonald's and stuff. It's hard to believe that stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, like come on. you hear this stuff about like Warren Buffett drinking Pepsi or whatever. Yeah. It's like, that's gotta be cap, bro. Bro, and he like goes to the McDonald's drive-thru every morning. Cap, come dude. on, spends like $4. Yeah, you're just pushing the stock, bro. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, So you maintain that friendship with Marcus. You even went to his wedding. Yeah. You went to yours. Like, I feel like he doesn't really do that with other people on the show. Yeah, we there's a, a small group of us that are more like family, right? right. Um, And Marcus... Yeah, he was getting married in LA and he invited me and my brother. We went out and yeah, spend time with him and his close family. And to be honest with you, over the years, he became one of our close friends. Mm. You know what I mean? Because he helped us so much financially. Yeah. So, you know, from there, you get along pretty well with someone who yeah. he's not looking for anything from us. You yeah. You know what I mean? When you have the ability to make other people money, it's a powerful skill. Yeah. And uh, my brother still works for him. Wow. I, um, when the pandemic started, we filmed an episode called the inside look with the profit and kind yeah. of announced that I'm buying the company back. So I left the company and, or I didn't leave the company, but he took control of the company. Right. We did an asset transfer agreement. He set up a new LLC and I ended up buying that LLC. So nice. now I have the IP, That's which sick. is why you see me working on flex again. Yeah. So why, what were some things he specifically taught you that you implemented in the business and it just helped a lot? Processes. I mean, just seeing how he broke everything down into simple processes. And then from there, I took my own, like, let's put this in project management. Let's get this into tasks. And it helped me stay organized. Mm. And then I grew a team. I'd never really grown a team like that. I had, like, a small team with Flex, my partner. Mm -hmm. uh, but we he, we got an office and told me to start hiring people. And we started filming there. So mm. through that process, I, like, learned basically how to build an agency, how to help failing businesses, and really pay more attention to, like, the PL, like I didn't always want to look at the PL. Yeah. It's know? a scary feeling sometimes. And so, like, when you're there all the time and it's like, oh, let's look at the PL, let's look at the balance sheet. And then you have a controller in the office and he's sending you statements and you're like, mm -hmm. oh, okay. And like, without realizing it, you're learning so much yeah. and you're getting structured. So, when I went on my own uh, in 2020 to start my own portfolio and start working with my boys, it was like, okay, I'm going to bring this level of structure. I'm going to like make a sauna boards and mm -hmm. click ups and all that stuff. And like, Built that project management. It was a sauna then, and now it's ClickUp. Nice, ClickUp's um, huge. Huge, yeah. I, and I work with them as well. Like they're good guys. They make ClickUp watches. And, yeah, you know, cool. for promo, and they're just really good guys. And they built a dope product. Yeah. Know? So I know you went through some traumatic stuff, right? You, some mental health stuff. You lost your business partner at 34. What was that like? Yeah. Um, I mean, failing sucks but it's part of life, mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like for me, it's part of my story. And so in the moment when I was going through a lot of these things, it was really hard for me. But now that I look back, like it was the personal growth, mm. you know? It was like, man, I saw myself on TV and I was like, I gotta lose weight. Right. You know, and this is the first thing I was like, I gotta just like get- How happy were you? Uh, 
I was like almost 220. I'm 180, so that means you were 40 more pounds than me. Yeah, and right now, probably like 175. Nice. Yeah, so it's it's a big swing, you know? Yeah, and, it's huge. Um, I, I think, and, and onto the business partner side of it, like that was just, that was a tough scenario for me just all around because we had already sold the business to Marcus mm -hmm. and Trevor was, his name's Trevor, he was helping build a nutrition company that was super successful called Nutrient. Mm -hmm. And he was a creative director there and like doing his thing. So we were just both busy. Mm -hmm. and we didn't get to hang out as much towards the end. Um, and then we were gonna hang out, we're trying to meet up and then he had a heart condition. And the next thing I got a phone call from his phone and I was like, oh, what up? And uh, one of his friends, one of my friends is on the other end of his phone mm -hmm. and basically told me he had passed away the day before. Um, and it's just, it's just bad timing for everything. I mean, there's never good timing to lose someone. Right. Um, but that was just really emotional and hard. I think just like, not just on me, on just like everyone, all of our friends, like right. the whole flex team, uh, and really just had to figure out like, what is the new direction? Cause he was like the creative guy, Wow, you know? And so having a new direction and even doing what we're doing now, it's like doing it without him, but also we had those vision boards. Like we were on the profit together and on the real world together. So we have mm -hmm. all this cool content of us working together. Yeah. And like, I get to, I, I watch that stuff sometimes. I'm like, this is crazy. Cause I feel like I'm back in that moment with mm -hmm. him. And then I'm like, that was what was on our mood board 10 years ago mm -hmm. and I'm doing it now. So it's kind of cool to like live out the vision. And that's part of the reason I want to be in control of the company. Yeah. Cause I want to be able to like, tell that story you know it's unreal man what was it like on the real world <laughs> that was in 2011 yeah um that was the really the beginning of flex watches like how we launched to the world um but it was fun i mean being in your 20s and being on reality tv living in san diego mm -hmm. um and then telling the world about my brand it's just it was a crazy story i mean i'll quickly tell it yeah so trevor and i were trying to figure out a way to sell watches mm -hmm. we bought a thousand and we only sold 200 so we had 800 left and we're like what do we do mm. like, is this company even gonna be a thing like let's just get rid of these watches yeah so we set up a fundraiser at the church in irvine in orange county um and we said if you buy a watch we'll feed a child mm. so we set up a booth and we sold 800 watches and we ended up donating that first day i think eight thousand dollars wow so that ended up being over fifteen thousand meals for these kids in rojo gomez mexico and i was like wait what so we went on a missions trip, we went down there, we saw what we were gonna be doing, which was helping build a community center um, and then help these kids because they were all skipping breakfast, you know, cooking was done over an open flame, they didn't have access to running water. So mm -hmm. immediately we're like, well, we can create major impact and this is really cool. So the day we were coming back was a Saturday, we were in the car talking like, dude, how can we tell this story to the world? This was super cool. Tom's is doing one for one, Nike's doing this thing with Livestrong, but no one is doing this like watch company that has different causes and gives back. And look at this impact we just made. Like maybe we have something. Right. And we had two watches. I had a pink one and a blue one on my wrist. And we came back from Mexico. We had no inventory, nothing. I'm like, let's get food. I'm starving. And let's talk about what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. We go into this place called Miller's Field, sit down to get food. I look up. There's a boom mic, lights, kids are sitting, ends up being a shot of the real world. It was their first day there. One oh, wow. The, one of the kids was affected by suicide, starts talking to Trevor, telling him how his members of his family committed suicide. He wants to raise awareness. Mm -hmm. So we ended up literally 40, fast forward 40 days. We built the kid a charity, made him a website, had a launch party, and then we launched a blue watch for suicide awareness. Mm. And that was all on the real world. So I and my brand and Trevor got integrated into the season organically. Wow, um, so it wasn't even scripted. No, 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 it's not a non-scripted show and the, the camera crew and they don't talk to the 
team. So like everything that was happening was real. Kids are just saying, hey, what's going on? What's your watch company? And yeah. then they invited us to the house right away. And we walked to the real world house on the way and then they took our IDs and made us sign releases and all that. And that was wow. the first interaction with them. And the next morning we woke up, the kid Nate called my phone. He's like, hey, where are you at? I want to come to the office. I was like, what? And then production called me right after to like, we'll come to your office, sign this clearance, get your landlord to sign this. So yeah. I was like, well, this could be cool. And then I picked up on the thing that like production needed places to shoot. So I started calling everyone in San Diego, mm. nightclubs, bars, restaurants, everything to get anything I could for these kids for free. Mm -hmm. And I would then tell them, hey, I can get you this club for free tonight. Oh, I can get you this food. So then they just start hitting me as the plug. Mm. Uh, and then they would call me every day. And so we went to the house every day and then they documented the process of us literally building and launching our brand. And when that aired, we did over a million dollars in sales. <laughs> I never ran an e-com store before. So it was like tail wagging the dog. Like I said, started as marketing. We oversold by hundreds of thousands of dollars. Didn't even know how to track inventory on Magento. Didn't have Shopify. It was like hosted on a Google Sheet. Oh, this was before Shopify? Oh, it was 2011. Wow. So it was before Instagram, any of that shit. It was reality TV. You yeah. Know? So it was just like TV, website, boom. <laughs> you know, woke up in the morning. Our disk server was overseas yeah. and it crashed <laughs> and we lost so much money. So we hit up uh, this is a company called like Tab, Shop Tab yeah. and we launched a store on Facebook. We were the first people ever. Wow. And in the first day, we did 40 grand. Yeah, so we were selling on Shopify because we couldn't get our website back up for two days. Oh, so you probably lost quarter million. I mean, uh, we were doing hundreds of thousands a day. Oh my god, that's crazy! <laughs> it just crashed. But the thing is, in that time that it went down, we had already oversold, mm. so we didn't know. Oh, so you didn't even have the inventory. We, it would. We get our server back up for twenty minutes, and we'd announce that it was live, and we crashed uh, again. That's terrible. Uh, it was crazy, bro. Yeah. Um, and now we've never run into those issues. And every time we're on the profit or on TV, I'm like, make sure the servers are good. Yeah. Call Shopify, make sure they're good. They're like, bro, we can handle like billion. People. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the one thing Shopify, because I used to be on weird sites before Shopify and had the same issue, but Shopify never crashes. Yeah, when we got onto Shopify, like in that same era when you started doing the jerseys and all yeah. that stuff, it was like, wow, this is like very user friendly. It's amazing. It makes it easy. Yeah, and people still have like it's even easier now. It's yeah. So no, before you needed like a developer and stuff, you know? Yeah. Make now, a site. Now the developers all make templates and themes. Like if you want to start an online business, there are free tools that Shopify gives you. You can pick a theme and you can create your own store. And there are a variety of different ways to sell physical and digital products. So people ask me all the time, Trav, how should I get started? Start up by selling something online and figure out a way to attract audience and then start pushing that as a value add to them. And Shopify has been awesome for me. You yeah. know, I partnered with them, I started teaching people, I have like a whole support group of like 800 brands that are mm -hmm. all from Shopify. Um, Cause it's a struggle. And yeah. everyone in e-commerce wants to be able to talk to someone and like Shopify doesn't provide direct support. That's true. So over the years, like, you know, Desiree. And, yeah. Um, just through that relationship with her and doing the, uh, the Shopify for Startups program, mm -hmm. we started something called our, our own community basically called Just Start Up. And it's just e-com startups that we just provide free support to. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? That's sick. So what's next for you, Shark Tank? <laughs> <laughs> no. no, bro. I mean, I, I'm trying to be a shark, you know? I'm making yeah. investments. I'm, I'm looking for things to, I mean, I'm putting all my time and effort right now into my personal brand and Flex Watches. Nice. They're, they're synonymous with each other, yeah. you know? And there's a couple of big plays for there for me, and I, I really want to see this through. Nice. Um, but outside of that, I'm getting into real estate quite okay. a bit more. Commercial or uh, residential. residential? Yeah, we got a few properties, um, guys in SD that you've met. We're nice. Airbnb being those, and we started a property tech company called Experientials. Okay. So we're basically taking brands and integrating them into houses. Mm. So we have. Whoa, that sounds cool. Tell me more about that. Yeah, so it started with Airbnbs. 
But then coming from my past of the real world and then having filmed in the office for the profit, mm -hmm. I have always had to integrate products into content. Yeah. And so I was like, what if we use these houses for content houses and had influencers stay here? Yeah. But then Zach was like, well, what if we just integrate brands into the experience? Like when you go stay at expensive hotels and then you can try all this different stuff. And that evolved into us creating experientials, which is a platform for brands to integrate their products and activate inside Airbnbs. Mm. And we started with our homes, um, but bro, we have like, all the furniture in the house, whether it's like Lazzoni high-end furniture, like yeah. in the living room or- You got love sacks in there? I don't have love sacks, <laughs> but we have like everything from beds to furniture provided by brands and then CPG products. So like Yo. even our pool, like we have a deal with Plungy Pool. And so we have Dude, a, a Plungy Pool there. This is brilliant. So you could furnish a whole home it for is free. Yeah, the house is, it's sponsored actually. Yeah. yeah, so they provide product, you just provide promotion. Yeah, and we just allow real people to to experience their products in real time. Wow. We have NFC chips that you scan. So if you're in the fridge, you scan the NFC chip, it pulls up a landing page with all the different products and those Dude, are our affiliate links. That's sick. So our scale play is to be able to have, say, a thousand hosts that aren't even our homes because we only have three properties. Yeah. But like imagine a thousand hosts and then say like Samsung and they want to put that TV in a couple hundred homes. Yeah. And they're willing to pay for an activation fee or a placement fee. Dude, I'm, I'm now the platform. If you run any in Vegas, I got you. I'll stay there for you. Yeah, <laughs> no. I mean, we're, we're actively looking in all the hot markets. I think with Formula One, there's just like a really good opportunity oh, yeah. for some of those brands, you know? For sure, there's gonna be just some. Just imagine that, you come stay at like a Porsche house. Yeah. That's the idea. No, that'd be cool. Cause Porsche has like a, a place in LA, right? Mm -hmm. Like a raceway track. Yeah, and like a, yeah, like a business park kind yeah. of thing. We went there. Yeah, we went yeah. there, yeah. Well, what did we do there? I can't remember. The Dance Mastermind, right? Oh yeah, yeah. we played basketball. Played basketball. <laughs> I busted, dude, I was, I was in jeans. I, I mean, didn't know we were hooping that but day. You were the best player there. I was I. I mean, I wish I had my shorts. I would have <laughs> challenged Rodman one on one. You know? I think you still gave them a challenge in the shooting contest. <laughs> I was like, wait, Sean Balls? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like trying to do the dribbling bills. Uh, <laughs> people don't expect it, but I got a little little game in me. Yeah, you do. I've seen the hops. Yeah. So what's next for you, man? I mean, besides I mean, I'm doing a lot, but besides the flex and the personal brand, I think like building things that are scalable. You know, uh, I like things that are online and I definitely like affiliate plays where we can provide value and to the end user and get paid for that. You know, yeah. like whether that's referral commission, affiliate commission, whatever, we have both have a really big network. And I feel like for the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years, I've been doing, trying to do this. Everything's been free. Yeah. And I think I don't want to like monetize my network, but I do want to be able to connect people in my network and be paid by it. Right. I agree. I have that problem too. Because so, I just connect people. And some of them yeah. end up doing big deals and I'm just sitting there like, you yeah. know, a thousand bucks would have been cool, but anything. <laughs> a quick steak dinner, yeah. a buffet. Yeah, we got to fix that problem because we, we be connecting people all the time. I do it daily and yeah. some of them end up pretty big deals. And, that, and that's what I'm looking at is like these big affiliate and referral platforms, you know, and you can essentially, whether it be the house, whether it be e-commerce brands, I'll give you an example. I have probably 20 different technology partners that I work with for Flex, whether mm -hmm. it's Klaviyo or Shopify, Tapcart, whatever, okay? All these other brands, whether I'm working with Desiree in the startup community or speaking somewhere, they, they wanna know who I'm using. Mm -hmm. They wanna use my ad buyers, they wanna use my people. Right. Those, that's fine. It takes away from my resources though. Yeah. And so like, it comes at a cost when my web developer is very busy doing other people's websites. Right. So it's like, I wanna share, but like, I need to do it in a way that makes sense. Um, so with, uh, some of these companies like Shopify, we have our own offers now. So like you can sign up for Shopify 
for a dollar mm. and for the first three months it's a dollar oh wow and that's through like my offer so that i can push people there but then we get commission on that in perpetuity smart and like clear clearco is a funding for e-commerce brands yeah i upload my invoices and get funding oh people nice. are like yo i need funding i got this order it's like cool now we have our own dedicated landing page for them to go get funding from clear mm. but then we get commission and I'm being transparent and honest about it, but it's like, no, I'm if just, you're helping them save money, you deserve to get paid or get them money. Like yeah. I'm plugging you with investors or working capital or technology that makes you money or people who can help you promote market. I think, I mean, that's the next level of what I'm doing now. It's all technology based, mm -hmm. but I think having a vendor network, yeah, you know, that I can Massive. arbitrage, like I don't want to work forever. Yeah. <laughs> you know I, mean, I mean, no, I love this model because that's actually how Dave Ramsey makes hundreds of millions with his mm -hmm. podcast. He will refer people to really good people that can save the money with advising or whatever it is taxes yeah i mean to be honest you have like the perfect business model to do it you have a huge social following you have yeah. your own platform your own podcast super professional yeah you i'm know. gonna start copying you dave ramsey if you're watching this <laughs> i'm coming for you we're coming that's what's next <laughs> you heard it first yeah no i saw his numbers and they were like he's doing nine figures a year just off referrals it's actually crazy Whew. yeah all from the podcast just referring them to wealth advisors tax advisory real estate he takes half the commission or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good model. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to explore that more, you know? Yeah. We have the tech. I mean, having been in the, the I don't even know what you would call it, but Web3 space for a while, you know, mm -hmm. it's like you can see how all the pieces connect now. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like as long as you can make it transparent mm -hmm. and it's above board, it doesn't have to be on the blockchain. But if it's trackable, you know, you should be able to reward the person that started that. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Man, where can people find you? And is there anything you want to close off with? Um, yeah, you can just find me on social media. On Instagram, TikTok is at Trav, uh, T-R-A-V. Oh, fire handle. Fire handle. <laughs> bro. Um, but yeah, other than that, just, just send me a message. Say what up. Say you saw the podcast. Um, and just keep watching the story. I'll be up at 5 a.m. working. Out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know what? I'll get up at 5 tomorrow for you. Thank you, I'll bro. shake on it. I'll fix you at 5 a.m. tomorrow. All right, perfect. All right, guys. Thanks Tag for me. watching. I'll, re I'll repost it. All right, I got you. Thanks for watching, guys, and I'll see you next time.